back. I don't know how many times I'm going to do this. It's getting old, but we're going to do it. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, Media Masterminds. Today's a special episode because there's not one, there's not two, there's three people on this show today. Today, I want to welcome the legendary Dr. Joe, who has been a special, special man in my life, who's been there for me through thick and thin when I have scheduled diarrhea and cannot attend the show. Welcome, Dr. Joe. Oh, I'm glad you didn't have diarrhea tonight. You just have a a diarrhea light that goes off in your background. This is true. I turned it off because I don't want to give you any, any, uh, you know explosive diarrhea of the eyes thank but you we cannot forget legend pop himself the man I was w- the mystery shut up i'm not done talking <laughs> dude keep intro keep introing me keep going <laughs> the man that went to disney world the one that went to galaxy's edge legend pop, 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 pop. all right i'm done now. that was that was a letdown of an intro Go i mean you're just yourself. stating facts the man that took a shit an hour ago. The man that <laughs> ate dinner two hours ago. The man that has scheduled diarrhea 20 minutes from now. <laughs> that was, that's you, though. Are we waiting for Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett, he was the fourth man, I thought. He was a, he was a horseman, wasn't he? No, he, no he's never, never. Oh, he wasn't a horseman. So? I, th- I thought it was Ghost of Benoit. Oh. <laughs> Oh, did I ruin the show already? <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. It was fun. <laughs> we did three three hosts for uh, two minutes. Congratulations. Uh, so, so uh, what are we uh, doing? Yeah, what are we doing? You tell me. <laughs> oh, great. You're supposed to do the lead in on these shows. Uh, I right? no, you cut me off. You cut me off. You told me dinner was over. Stay Fuck in off. a lane. Pick a lane, Benny. I'm staying to the oh. right. Then <laughs> you're a monster. So I'm going to keep doing Arrested Development references that only Joe will get and a few listeners. And then Benny has no idea what's going on. That's not nice. Where am I? Who the fuck are you? (laughs) So today we're doing a very fun theme. So we thought it would be more fun with three of us. We'll probably have to trim out a little bit of our discussion because there's a lot of picks to go to. We're doing our Tina Turner, Simply the Best for 90s cartoons. So this is uh, the three of ours favorite 90s cartoons. I would like to preface, I did tell both of these gentlemen previously that the show has to have started in the 90s to be on the list. And it is our personal favorite. So if we've never watched the show, obviously it wouldn't be on the list based on other people liking it and so forth. But uh, is everyone in agreement with those rules? Nah, I think I changed my mind. <laughs> I got to scribble some some ones off that I've never watched. We'll get this list <laughs> down to five. <laughs> I I have I have ten on here, so we're gonna bounce through them. Uh, I do have two honorable mentions for if anyone has honorable mentions, and I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of overlap. So we probably should just discuss things as they get mentioned and then maybe at the end of the show we can run through our whole list in the order that we intended it in because i'm there's going to be a ton of overlap on this list i'm i'm certain of it but my honorable mentions are one the critic 
I know it's a, it's a Joe show. It didn't even make and my list. It didn't make the list, right? Uh, it was, it was a, uh, it was tough to exclude. It w- it was close to making number ten on my list. I I might really have to change this list because, <laughs> you know, I'm like trying to brainstorm and figure out stuff because I rattled off like five or six titles and then I'm like drawing a blank and then I find all these fucking kids shows. So that's what I approached it with. I fucking forgot about the critic. You know, you have a Google machine too at your disposal. Well, it wasn't on the Collider's list of 44 cartoons from the 90s that had uh, that, that had several cartoons from the 80s on it. Shim Shim. It's got a very valid point. Benny's looking it up right now. <laughs> it stinks. That is, a, that is a good show. The next one is a cheat because I do what I want and this is my show. My other honorable mention is The Simpsons. Because it debuted no. in December no. of 1989, just no. mere days no. from 1990. Fuck oh. <laughs> bullshit. Rattle them really all. care. Shenanigans. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, buddy. But the Simpsons and... started on a different show that was still in the 80s. No, no, no. That doesn't count. That wasn't oh, its own uh, show. You can only pick shows from the 90s. Oh, I'm going to pick a show from 1989. No, no, no. I didn't pick it. It's an honorable mention. It's not on my list. Okay. It would have been the number one on my list then I, okay. if, if, right. if I was allowed to pick it. All right. All right. Fair okay. enough. No. All right. We're finished. Okay. Okay. No other. No one had uh, Benny. No honorable mentions. No, I got I want to 10 and I said, all right, I'll, okay. I'll stick with this. So no, I got kick, I got kick. one. Okay. Because I <clears throat> you don't. <laughs> oh, you got lust in your eyes for Elizabeth, don't you, Doctor Joe? I see it. I uh, I had this on my list of ten, and then as I thought about it, I eliminated it for something else. So my honorable mention goes to um, Ren and Stimpy. The great. There he goes. Thumbs up from Benny. The. <laughs> The cartoon that, uh, you know, as a kid, you didn't see cartoons fart or burp or pick their nose or have uh, muscular <laughs> or have like a, a muscular ass as their head is made of French <laughs> toast. You didn't see that. And you still don't now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nothing like yeah, it. I- it was close to making uh, my honorable mentions. I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it was groundbreaking for its time. I it's had on to... my list, without a doubt. Oh, there you can discuss it. You can discuss it. It's up there for me. It's it's one of the first shows that was like something that something that kind of rehashed with me. You guys, as you know, like I always connect with memories, and this was a show I used to watch with my dad. My dad would quote it all the time. We would sing the songs like every Sunday on the way to the mall, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy, and, you know, log and powder toast, man, and the freaking horse. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't like it. Just the best. There's so much. It was so ahead of its time. I did not watch it past maybe season three because it got a little bizarre and then it got like over the top, like, you know, mature in a sense. But uh, yeah, groundbreaking is definitely a good word for it. Uh, did you pee on the electric fence? Oh, I did. <laughs> good times, good times. 
and it's not P, it's whiz. whiz. Don't whiz on Drake fence. I mean, it's just so much, so yeah, much big, memorable big stuff. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll leave it at that. That it's awesome, awesome show, and it was it's in my top five. So, wow, interesting. Yeah, I need to go back. I think when when they announced they like rebooted it not that long ago, I wanted to go back and rewatch it because I remember watching bits of it as a kid. But I like Beavis and Butthead was always more interesting to me, which is not on my list either way. And I'm not sure if it's even started in the 90s because it wasn't going to be on my list regardless. But it, it, Beavis it, and Butthead was always more alluring yeah, to me. Was. I felt like because it was it was more mature and it was like I shouldn't be watching this. Right. So right. Yeah. The other show was more like a SpongeBob for our time, where like the jokes yeah. were hidden in a sense, and you know we, we our parents didn't care the way people do now, and like people would be looking for reasons on a show like that nowadays. But so Beavis and Butthead is on my list. I'll just bring it up since it got brought up. <laughs> it's 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 in my just, Benny. <laughs> Benny's just going to do all the talking now, get his list out of the way, and then we'll just do the show without. Isn't thing. this what happened at the last show? Same thing. <laughs> oh, I did that one too. I did that one too. I don't have much to say about Beavis and Butthead, but it, it's definitely it's a is show it I top watched five also. Or no, it's in it's in no. the lower. Yeah, okay. it's a show that I watched a lot. You know, at that time too, and same thing. You know, I loved. I love the connective tissue between it and music videos. I liked that it introduced me to some bands that I didn't know about because I wasn't yeah. really into music, music like that. Right. They helped. They helped get me into some heavier stuff. I loved Guar because of them. If they, if they didn't introduce me to Guar, I wouldn't have known about Guar. You know, so that's like a big thing for for me. Um, the movie was awesome. You know, it's it's I do like the movie ahead of its time. You know, Mike Judge did a lot of, I love idiocracy, you know, so it's just like there's a lot of things that tie into that type of humor. You know, it's 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 a it's a different kind of dry humor. But uh, as a kid, you know, there was points when I lived in Pennsylvania, me and my my friend Carlos, we used to literally talk like Beavis and Butthead. And his mother would be like, two of you fucking just stop talking. Like we would just do that all day. It was horrible. And uh, you know, it was it was infectious. It sounds so sounds much. extremely annoying and horrible. It it, it was <laughs> for me. <laughs> and I'm done. Moving on. I, I remember that, that show not, not not caring about the music videos until like I watched the show as I got older, and then right. liking the music videos being in there. Like I always wanted them to skip ahead of the music videos watching the show originally. And I remember watching like they had the Hulk Hogan music video in one of the episodes and they're like oh well this guy's a real american and he's just playing the guitar and i remember that that was that was good so joe as as the guest and i guess you can officially kick off your uh your top 10 since we've already we're in like benny's top two already at this point am i going from uh from into one yes all right uh rounding out number 10 i picked uh my uh, my good mouse friends, Pinky and the Brain. Nice. It's uh, you know brief discussion on on the the, the six through ten. Usually we do. All right, I'll keep it brief. It was uh, two characters. They got their own uh, you know they got their own spinoff. They could carry it. You know, it's two mice trying to take over the world. Well, one is, and the other one's an idiot. And uh, you know, it was uh, you know it was good times. You know, it's funny, Benny. We were discussing last show 
about spinoffs and successful spinoffs and has it really been done? And I didn't even think of Pinky and the Brain and Pinky and the Brain is a successful spinoff from Animaniacs. So good point. there's one and it kind of ties together to with the last episode that we recorded. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Joe. Get out. Uh, do you have Pinky and the Brain on your list, Benny? I do not. Okay. I, so I, 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 I didn't watch it a, a lot. I watched it more when it was with Animaniacs. I watched some of it. Uh, I, we'll, we'll go into a little bit more of that, I think, uh, later on the list. <laughs> but let me go with my number 10, which I don't think will be on either of your lists. And that is a Nickelodeon show, Rocco's Modern Life. Weird Rocco. show. What? Weird show. <laughs> it is a weird show, and that's why I like it. I, I think this to me <laughs> this is my this is my Ren and Stimpy. It's it's a weird show. They recently did that made for Netflix movie for it, which felt very much like the the old show. It's I remember a, watching it as a kid. I was like, this is fucking weird. And like I But we watched Ren and Stimpy and we didn't say it's fucking weird. We were just like, this is so good. I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different kind of weird. Yeah. I, I, I used to lo- really like Rocco's Modern Life. It was one of my favorite favorite shows on uh, Nickelodeon. And I don't know. I know. Something about it. I guess the accent and the character designs and it just it was just a interesting it's show. Very weird. Very weird. <laughs> Not on my list. Good. Good. So why don't, why don't we do you want to go into yours or should we go, me and Joe do another two before we go into yours? Whatever you want. Keep going. Keep going. All right, Joe, Joe going to, don't want you to do another one since neither of ours overlapped with Benny's. <clears throat> I put it number nine, uh, Tailspin. Oh, yeah. It, oh, it, it's part of the grand uh, tradition of Disney reintroducing old characters to, uh, to younger audiences. And, you know, it put them in completely different scenarios. You know, you don't see... Baloo and King Louie like you do in uh, Jungle Book or when King right. Louie attacks the boat in the Jungle Cruise that Disney cut that scene out of the ride, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it, it's you know, that was like required viewing that Disney afternoon and this is like the only one that's from the 90s that features the older characters really proceeded with uh you know ducktales and rescue rangers which all those kind of ended up becoming like definitive versions of the, the characters and tailspin's like you know a new uh new spin on it yeah i i used to i used to love watching tailspin in the afternoon it's in it didn't make my list it would have probably been close but i, I i'm a big uh, tailspin fan so i think you get a you get it you get a pass on that one afternoon the only Disney afternoon that I was never really into was uh, Gummy Bears. Same. I mean, I know the theme song, but I was never into it. All the others I, I really dug. So I don't know what it was. Maybe maybe it's a little bit before my time, because I think that was like one of the first ones, along with it, DuckTales. It was, it was the first. And I, oh, it I, was the first. Because I remember watching DuckTales, but I don't remember watching Gummy Bears. I me neither. But it was, <laughs> was not 90s. It was uh, earlier. No. It was like, not yes. 90s, right? Just like Tales was in the 80s as well. Right. I know that was December 1989, actually. Oh, look at that! It would be with The Simpsons. 
Yeah, I know. Honorable mention. So then, no, I'm kidding. I, I have no idea. <laughs> it's, I think <laughs> it was. I think. I think, it, I think. I think. I think it was eighty-eight actually. So I looked and I was like, "Damn it!" Because it would be up God there. Damn it, would it. Be, it would be in that Please list. Not on there. <laughs> oh man! All right, Paulie. So no tailspin for you, Benny? No, no, sir. Oh, look at this. We got a couple. Couple without. All right. So this next one, I would be surprised if neither of you have on the list. So this is a Steven Spielberg produced show. He did a few. This is Tiny Toon Adventures, which was oh, a it's Fox online. show. I, 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 oh, I knew it. I beat you guys to it. Mine, it's probably lower on my list than it is for you two guys. Then I would assume, obviously. Yeah, mine. Um, yeah, I'm on. This was number, another. Number this was another afternoon show, but on Fox. And it gave you a new spin on these characters. Uh, as uh, it's like almost like a, what would you say? It's like Muppet Babies mixed with Looney Tunes, but not as kitty, even though it is kitty. Uh, I would say it's like a like a watered down Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah, and and the original characters are in it as cameos. You know, like Bugs is in it as a cameo every so often, and Elmer Fudd, and so. You got all new characters, but then you also got the appearance of the original Looney Tunes characters at, at random points. And I think they did a really cool job with introducing all these new, younger kitty versions of the characters. And it was even so popular that they ended up doing that movie that, you know, was a made for TV movie, but it was like during prime time it came out. It was like, I think it was a, it was Buster, a lead in for the Simpsons. Loose. Yeah. Bust loose. No, it was my summer vacation or something like that, wasn't it? How, how I spent my summer vacation. That might have been too. I thought it was Buster Bust Loose. It's all about the summer, and he does the he plays the banjo song on his tongue. That's, just, that's the same thing we're talking la, about. La, la, la. I'm saying that's the name of the, the movie. No, I thought it was how I spent my summer vacation. Oh, we're gonna have to go to the judge. <laughs> I guess we'll revisit that one. <laughs> well, you guys both have it on your list, so you, you should, you know. It's it's such a good show that you know, the Warner Brothers did absolutely nothing with these characters after this fucking show went <laughs> off there. Yeah, but is that a problem with Warner Brothers that rather than something well, we're getting else? well, we're getting a reboot of the show without El- Elmira. Oh, I thought that they were going to be in Space Jam. No, you thought wrong. I'm joking. I wasn't serious. <laughs> no, the guy from Clockwork Orange is in Space Jam. Don't get oh, it wrong, yeah. right? Uh, sorry. He's going to feel that basketball. <laughs> Confused. Why would they put cartoon characters in Space Jam? They put he's put, why with the rest of the Looney He's going to hit you with the basketball and the yarbles. They should just have Jack Torrance in there too while they're at it. Oh, I'm sure they will. Fucking stupid. All work and no play. Stupid. <laughs> so Tiny Toons, Benny. Yeah. Uh, it was a great, great, funny show. Funny enough, my son gravitated towards it for a while. He was obsessed with the song and I would say about three or four months. It was nothing but but that theme song and watching the show every day, and it just gave me those those memories of enjoying, you know, just the goofiness of, you know, taking younger versions of the characters, but obviously them being their own versions of the characters. And um, I remember the the movie a lot because I, I enjoyed that movie a lot. I remember playing the Super Nintendo games. Uh, couple of times you know i think it was like the soccer one 
and then there was like a regular game with it too. Um, good, good jokes. You know, it was, it didn't, I don't feel it rehashed what Looney Tunes was, you know, like Looney Tunes is his own thing. The jokes are obviously, you know, they're just, they're very unique. And I think that they went in a different kind of goofy way and it, it fit, it fit the time, it fit the characters. Um, you know, some characters felt like obvious, you know, just comparison, you know, between the two, like Dizzy and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was an enjoyable show. And like you said, it's a shame that they didn't do anything with it until potentially now. So the name of the movie is How I Spent My Vacation. I think I was closer than you were. You just, were. Just so I'm, I, I, I feel like the, the name I said is probably the name of the game then. Maybe. Because I know Buster uh, also, exists. But also interesting tidbit about that movie. It is uh, one of the writers is Paul Dini, who we may end up mentioning later, I assume. I believe he's he's he wrote for the show, too. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. I don't have it that I don't have the show Wikipedia, up, but I, I did pull up the, the movie. I don't know what we're doing here, Paul. You don't have the fucking show Wikipedia up. I'm sorry. I'm I'm very sorry. I'll just I'll just leave. Oh, there you go. We got the flashlight on the screen or something. Bust loose. Well, we we aren't we aren't a video content, Benny. I'm showing you, asshole. <laughs> I wasn't showing the listeners. <laughs> well, Benny Benny is showing the cover of the video game box that he said was the name of the movie for you right, right home that can't see so, this. So either way, he was wrong. I was right. That's the way we're gonna continue with this. And was that game made in 1989? <laughs> no, the show came out in the 90s. All right, I was just, I'm just making sure. <laughs> what a dick. Now, go ahead, Joe. Spoke, your next? Spoke, spoke the bear, you asshole. Go, go on to your next pick, you fuck. My next pick is another Disney show. Might be on the list, might not. Let's see. Disney's stab at a superhero, uh, Mister Darkwing Duck. That is my next, my next show on my list. Oh, interesting. He's the terror that flaps through the night. <laughs> As a kid, I was excited because then he's dying. He had to hit the mute button. He's fucking dying over there. <laughs> and we're just, I'm just watching him die. As we're talking, and he's still going. Oh, if he dies on the air, it makes for ca- I'll have good video content at least. We could put it on Patreon. <laughs> He's still going. He is. Oh, it's like Badland Chugs. K- K- Badland Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this show's gone off the rails quickly too. While we're talking about Darkwing Duck. I don't know if Benny's taking some sort of <laughs> He keeps muting himself. He's dying. So, so Darkwing. I mean, I was excited as a kid that, you know, Disney was taking a stab at like a superhero because, you know, back then there really, there really wasn't anything like that. Right. And it kind of, you know, it ties into like the little universe they created with the Disney afternoon because they kind of intertwine the characters a little bit and sometimes they don't launch the launch pad. Right. Yeah. uh, And, you know, that was like, uh, yeah. And that was their, uh, you know, that cartoon is just based off of like pretty much like an original character for them. You know, they, after doing like so many shows, what did they do? Like three shows? 
based off of like older IP and then they crank out yeah. this guy. And it was like, it was a huge hit and it's, you know, I have fond memories of watching it. Yeah. I feel like it, when it debuted, didn't it, <clears throat> didn't it debut when they were doing like the, uh, the, the channel 11 became the WB and it was like a, a prime time debut. Like they put it on, on a Saturday night or something like that. And that was the debut of the actual show. It, it might've been, but I don't, I don't, re- I don't remember that. Something I feel, like, I feel like that's how it I feel like that's how it debuted. It was like such a big deal. Like it was a new original character and it was going to be on afternoons, but like that was the introduction of yeah. the character. Because it wasn't the first episode or two a two-parter, I think. Something like that. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, and, I was I I was th- I was really into it also. Same thing like you. Like for Disney to be doing like a superhero and it, it's kind of shades of Batman. You know the character is kind yeah. of you know it's it's very much like uh, I don't want to say it's kind of like Disney's version of like animated series, but you could kind of see how they like you know they drew inspired from it. by yeah. yeah. So Benny, Benny, back, you breathing? You're right. I'm afraid to talk. <clears throat> God, that was horrible. I thought I was dying. Is Dark, literally, is, is Darkwing on your list? It is not. I did oh. not get. I I did not. Oh. I did not watch it much as a kid, unfortunately. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So why don't you give us your next pick since Darkwing was on my list actually at the next number as well. So worked out perfectly for me. Uh, This one's probably not either on either one of your lists, but it was a Nickelodeon show or Nick might've been Nick Jr. Believe it or not. Uh, This was Doug. I like Doug. Doug was Quail Man is my superhero. <laughs> Put that belt on your head. I watched a ton of ton of Nickelodeon. You know when my uh, I think at the time I had just moved to like Bay Ridge and we had just got cable for the first time and it was just a lot of you know it was a lot of Rugrats and Eureka's Castle, not stuff yeah. that I watched, but. Doug was one of those shows that I watched a ton of, and uh, you know it was. That, I could was, never get into that show. It just bored the fucking hell out of me. I don't know <laughs> what it was about it. It just. I used to watch I, a lot and of I tried. it too. I tried to watch it, and I just couldn't get into it. I used to watch a lot of it too, and like I was thinking about it for this list, and I'm like, I don't even know if I really liked it. I think it was just on, just on, on. Yeah. and that's just what I ended up watching. <laughs> I feel like that might have been it. Like I said, I watched it a lot, but I mean, you know, we didn't have really a fast forward at the time. So, you know, you watch right. what was on and you waited, you know, so I'd play with my toys yeah, or whatever and you, that was on. And I, but I would, I would give it attention more than a lot of the other shows. What, what was her if name? Patty, Patty Mayonnaise? Patty Mayonnaise. And what was Doug? <laughs> Doug, Doug, Doug Funny. Doug, Doug Funny. Who's the pickle? And the ba- pickles. The dog. Oh, that's, right? that's, that's Rugrats. Never mind. Yeah. Different show. No. Different Nickelodeon well, show. Who's the bad guy? Green, green faced bad Roger. guy. Roger Klotz. <laughs> Who kind of you know looks like the Joker that, a little bit. A little bit. That show was so, was so well received that it eventually goes to ABC, right? And ABC got the rights and they ended up putting it on yeah. their Saturday morning lineup. Yep. Yep. And then Patty got a shorter haircut and she looked terrible. <laughs> That's what you Grow hair back. Yep. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I, nothing nothing I, I watched some of the other nickelodeon shows that you mentioned too and just uh, doug was always so like this show her yeah. <laughs> Come on. i mean look i watched a lot of eureka's castle too but you know it wasn't 
I was that was more of like it was on the TV. Like I'd hear it, I know the song, and I'm like, all right. But you know, I watched Doug for whatever reason. So. It's like the Sesame Street version of like Dark Crystal, Eureka's Castle. Yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> twisted, twisted for you know, the time too. But yeah, I don't really, remember that. I have to. I'd have to look it up after. I rem- the name sounds so familiar to me, but I don't remember it at it's all. A lot of, it's I got a lot of. It. It's got a lot of the puppets. Eureka's Castle. Yeah, that's. I definitely. I've definitely watched it before. Uh, I, I guess I, I'll go next since uh, Joe stole my Darkwing anyway, and I'm gonna steal one from everybody else. So know. my next one is another Steven Spielberg produced show, and as Joe mentioned, Pinky and the Brain. They originated in this show. My pick is Animaniacs. Which has, recent, which has recently been revived on Hulu, and it has a it has a lot of the same feeling of the old show. And this show, I think, is way ahead of its time. It's a, a smarter cartoon while still being goofy and dumb. It's, it's somewhat educational to an extent, and uh, I I still think this show holds up. Not a lot of I try to keep most of my list to things that are still watchable to this point, which I think is important beyond nostalgia. Not everything does, and something a little later in my list I don't think holds up as well as others, but Animaniacs I feel like still does. I feel like some of the humor and the jokes are probably going to be lost on people like if they did not grow up on it. Like Even some of the references they make. Yeah, it's very pop culture based. And like some of them do go over like kids' heads then. Like looking back at some of the like jokes and like remarks that they would make during the show as a kid, I had no idea what was going on. Like one of them is like during one of the intros. Um was it now is it wacko? I don't know. One of them he goes he makes like a reference to an actress and he like throws up his eyebrows and I'm like, I don't know why he's doing that. And then I come to find out later on in life, uh, she did a few like Skinamax movies and it's like, you know, that's like the joke, you know, kid would not get that joke at all. Right. right. And, you know, but, but it's hidden enough that it's not plain as day for a parent to get annoyed by it. Yeah. And, but I feel like, like some of that humor is probably going to be lost in time, but that's any type of, you know, comedy that makes pop culture references is like that. Even like older Looney Tunes cartoons that we watch as kids growing up, which were made like 50 years before that. Some of those references, yeah. you know, you don't pick up as a kid cause you don't know what the hell's going on. But right. I mean, sure, your, your, your uh, microphone is scratching. I'm against your, uh, I'm making your a remix. Benny, Animaniacs on your list? That is not. What the fuck is going on? These lists, I, I've got some questionable things for these lists with you. I think the 2000s horror, we, we did all right. But, you know, that, that 80s sci-fi and that Ghostbusters 2, I don't know, think you're going to be able to live down. And now we've got some 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 missing shows, I think. We're going to see which ones you've picked here. I thought I can't put shows on there that I didn't watch. You didn't watch Animaniacs? No. I watched like maybe an episode or two. That's why I told you nothing. Oh. I know the characters because the characters 
have have grown in our pop culture. But yeah, I didn't. It just you were, wasn't you were too good. To you were too good for the for the WB. You were too good for it. Yeah, sure. Well, when Benny starts doing his picks, I'll start rubbing this microphone like crazy. Uh, I think I'm gonna just start deleting half my list then. No, 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 no. Uh-oh. That's that, that's all right, Benny. Fun. Come on. Let's get let's get your next pick then out of, out of out of uh, out of the way here. Well, I feel like two out of what's left are ones that well, one not Joe might one I doubt it, but the other two the other one I don't think either one. How so, many did you have left? One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, you still have a lot left. Yeah, well, four of have been brought up, <laughs> so I technically I only picked one. Or three. One I picked I brought up Doug. The other three you guys had said already. Don't don't confuse me with the math. Just pick just just give me Shut the fuck up. (laughs) No touching. My next show is Pirates of Dark Water. I've heard of it. Never seen it. I might have seen it, but like I don't remember any of it. It was on Fox, right? Correct. That's all my that's the only thing I remember about it. It was one Pirates of Dark Water on Fox. That's it. It was a show that I loved. I wanted to to learn more about the characters, and then the show just abruptly ended. And uh, yeah, it didn't it sounds it didn't like a Fox show? Didn't because last, you were the I, only one watching it, probably. So I mean, we can stop talking about it now. No, no, <laughs> don't think it. I never heard it. I, I maybe I've seen it if I watched a trailer or something, but I don't know. Give me more. I, give me more about. It. I don't even remember seeing toys for it. So there was toys, you know, and I and I owned. Them. I'm sure there was. Did it come out around the same time as like the Peter Pan cartoon? Yes, that's correct. probably wasn't that on did. Fox also. Yeah, I, they were both pirate themed. That yeah. was a stupid. That was a stupid move by Fox. They released two things. You know, one of them is going to take priority over the other. No, of course. I mean, look, they're it's really they're very different between the two of them. Pirates and Dog Water was like a very for the time. It was probably one of the darker. Uh, cartoons you know of the time because it's dealing with literally um there's the water is like poisonous essentially and it's taking over the world little by little and it's like a couple of pirates are on the journey to try to discover the cause and just kind of save things so you know you're dealing with a lot of sea travel and stuff like that it's not a ton of characters it was like three main characters but I just remember wanting to know more about it. And it was one of those things that just never got explored, you know, in much depth. I'm pretty sure I think it had a video game, too. I, I feel like I played a Super Nintendo game for this as well. Uh, the main character's name the game probably came out after the show was already canceled. Of course, it, it, it just make something, make some money. There was another <laughs> show like that that I I don't know if you ever heard of it too. It was it made one they made one episode and it never nothing else ever came from it. It was the pilot, Defenders of Dinatron City. Why Rainbow. does that sound familiar? It aired once. It was like another like it was a superhero type show. I thought it was cool at the time. I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna be really awesome. And you never heard it from it again. Like the main character's head was like a rocket and it would like shoot off. Like, I feel like if you saw the picture, you would know what it is. Like, it was, we'd see the commercials all the time back in the probably day. another Fox, another Fox property. Yeah, so it another is what Fox it is. Fox canceled property. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, in- interesting. We got some interesting picks so far. Joe, your next uh, show. 
think we're gonna we're gonna start getting into the the duels. Has to be soon. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> I, this, if, if, I, if if half of mine are not duels, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the. I tried to not make this list so loaded with superheroes, but it was very difficult to do that. So this is just superhero mania now. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Multiverse mania. Uh, since we did Animaniacs, that was my bottom five. The top now, this would be number five. I threw in there for uh, Batman Beyond. Just made it in that meaty part of 1999. Like yeah, right Simpsons before 2000, Simpsons esque, <laughs> if you if you will. Oh, baby, if you will. It was the first time that I had really seen a take on Batman, who's not Bruce Wayne. He's older. It takes place years after the Batman animated series, and at this point, this was like I don't know. I think like the third or fourth, like uh, what they consider that. Uh, DC animated universe show and it was like an interesting take on a futuristic Batman that's mentored by the original Batman and almost all the characters are new like all the villains his whole rogues gallery is completely different Um, there's some surprises here and there and it led into a very uh, dark movie that got dumbed down for the audience and then People got bent out of shape, and then you know they let the they let the full the full thing go out, and it was uh it was an interesting take on it, and you know I really enjoy it. I talk about it a lot, and Paul's like, "Oh, it's your favorite." I wouldn't go as far as saying it's my favorite, but it's in in top five. So I I I almost put it on the honorable mentions. I I'm not as big a fan of it as you are. I think like a. I mean, it's not fair to, to totally judge it against it, but I think like Justice League and Justice League Unlimited are much better than it. Well, yeah, but they came out after it. Right. That's why I said it's not really yeah. fair to totally judge it against it. But the movie, I, I really dig the movie. So the movie, the the what, what is it? The Joker, Revenge of the Joker? Return like of the Joker. Return of the Joker. Uh, some people I've I've read on, on Twitter and, and online think that that's like the best Batman movie so I don't I don't even think it's better than Mask of the Phantasm which I really really like also but it's really good and it really holds up I watched it like probably a month ago maybe maybe a month and a half ago it's still it's it's still really good it's got a good twist to it yeah that's what I was gonna say it's a it's a really good twist in the plot and it really kind of turns the Batman mythology like a little bit sideways and you know I don't think at least for mainstream audience, maybe comic audience would kind of, I don't know, expect it or, you know, not be as shocked by the twist. But it's, um, I think it's a really good movie myself. I don't yeah. know if I would say it's the best, but it's uh, it's definitely up there. It, 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 it my best sum of like maybe half of the Batman live action movies, to be honest. Yeah. Benny, is it on your list? It is. Wow, oh, it's not on mine. But... <laughs> Go ahead. It's, it's my number four. Yeah, I mean, I I loved I love the design. It was it was very bold for them to to go in that direction. It's not something we expected, and 
having a show not, like Batman the Animated Series. Not not quite brave and bold, but it's bold. And it was bold first. <laughs> it was bold first. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, seeing Terry, Terry McGinnis like grow into that character, become his own, and uh, eventually see him in other shows and know that the comic, you know, they built a comic that expanded that story. The movie is 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 great too because it, it gives you that uh that past Batman storyline that we know you know with uh with the Joker and stuff like that. But uh, I like the outfit. The outfit was one of my favorite designs outside of like the your traditional Batman um outfit. You know, I liked at first I didn't like the mouth, but the mouth like grew on me pretty quickly because it helped identify him as a character. You know, you grew to you know, it's like, that's what he looks like. And obviously, as the years went on, we've seen different iterations of it. And we've seen it with like Sans mouthpiece and stuff like that. And it's just not the same. You know, um, I like when, you know, some of the stuff is revealed towards the end of the story. You know, we won't dive into that, even though it's, you know, it's not that type of discussion, but just good plot points. And I like having that, uh, that older Bruce Wayne and him be there and not be batman you know like i feel like it's one of those like you hope that one day he put it on but he's clearly just you know he's at that age where he just can't and it's okay you know but he's still the smartest man you know that the the great detective that we knew him even at that age so it was cool to see that you know that part of the character with someone else taking the mantle the music was awesome too yeah it it had a good good soundtrack going on for it yeah, I don't. I I I probably need to go rewatch more of it because I I never got really hooked by the villains. You know, like you said, most of them, what like ninety percent of them were all newer characters. Yeah, a lot of them for were the show. A lot of goons, but yeah, I mean, Mister Freeze did eventually come back in it, and they they had some tie-ins to some of the other. They have like I the... mean, some of them some of them were legit, like the Royal Flush Gang. You know that existed right. yeah. previously. Okay, so that that's a good pick. My my next one, I know Joe for sure does not have on his list because he does not like this show. But Benny might is Futurama, which came out in nineteen ninety nine. Just making the cutoff also uh, from the popularity of The Simpsons. Matt Groening made a new show, which. Now he has even a third show with Disenchantment on uh, Netflix. But Futurama had a rough start, I would say, and eventually gets canceled by Fox. But then uh, as all these Fox shows get canceled, it ends up coming back on Comedy Central. And it, it finished out a pretty awesome run in the 2000s. But it's it's pretty much a cop out because like the stuff that was produced in the 90s, while it's good and and. I th- I think it's still worth going back to watch it. This, this show has so much heart that you don't really get until the later seasons and you're already really invested in the characters and their, their development. But uh, I, I really like Futurama. It, it, it probably just got edged out of my top five. Uh, and my top five is, is superhero heavy, like Joe had mentioned, but I, I, I just couldn't justify putting it in the top, top five. It's not on my list, and it's oh. probably just because it didn't come across when I was doing my research. It's on that borderline uh, of the time frame, 
it it deserves to be so i would like to include it as my honorable mention now that um, you know because i feel like this is stuff that we probably miss you know what i mean There's yeah so i'm sure there is shows, but i love it and uh yeah it was it was one of those shows that the it was unique enough where it didn't have to you know like it didn't have to be simpsons it was good enough to right it's different enough from the simpsons the, the episode with Fry's dog is still one of the most like heartbreaking cartoons of all time. Like just and how they they can portray the loss and the dog waiting for Fry and without any dialogue or anything at the end of the movie at the end of the episode is just it still holds up and it's still just heartbreaking as someone that you know is a is a pet owner. Agreed. So let's hear your neck. How many how many do you have left, Benny? four and joe has four also so i have five left maybe i should just do another one then go for it no you, you know what benny you should go because my ne- my next one is one that you have on your list for sure and then, then i'll just get my last one that's 99 percent not on either one of your lists again <laughs> captain planet oh, i knew you were it. gonna fucking pick that shit that started in the 90s do i have to fact check this you can fact check it <laughs> You can fact check it all you want. He's I, a hero. He's going to bring pollution down to zero. Down to zero. <laughs> hey, it was cheesy, but I loved every minute of it. It's it's literally 1990. Oh, so fuck. the biggest thing for me with this show was as cliche as the concept was to try to get kids into, you know, being against pollution and all that. Like I didn't, right. I didn't look at it at that. I just. I just thought it was a form of Voltron, like this this combining of powers and creating something greater, you know, and obviously all these characters had the unique personalities coming all around the world and having the rings. And of course, the toys was, was cool at the time. And, uh, you know, having uh, uh, Nuke Dukem, uh, as we know, you know, popular Duke Nukem, but uh you know, cool villains too. And for me, my favorite part of that whole show is bringing in Captain Pollution, which is like literally, you know, it's just having that, that evil opposite. And, you know, it wasn't somebody that was utilized a lot, but, you know, it's one of those shows that I feel like it could be done now and doesn't not be cheesy. And I feel like it would, it would work. You know, I, you know, it's, it's such a weird concept about like the eco-friendliness and stuff, but there's a, excuse me there's a greater story to be told with Gaia and the planet and stuff like that and you know obviously they didn't dive into it because it was really it was an infomercial you know what I mean so it was really cheesy in in its heart but I was a sucker for it as a kid I watched it a ton Um, I try to watch it now and Paul I've talked to you off off air about it Um, all the episodes are like on iTunes none of them are in, in any kind of order and like it's so it's like the worst form of purchasing them because like there's like three different seasons and there's not a season one there's that that first episode i've yet to find sifting through all these episodes <laughs> so it's like i don't know if they just archived them like that and it's just like i want to watch that that first episode i remember when the kids get brought together and all and episode the first episode you know you have uh the bad guys already identified and you know what i mean so it's there hasn't been that uh that way to restore and revisit it 
like I'd want to. You know, I, I would say maybe six, seven years ago, season one came out on DVD, and then the DVDs just stopped coming out after that. So it's it's near and dear to my heart for a lot of reasons. Um, fire. All day. Fire. Earth. Yep. Wind. They probably stopped the DVDs because they didn't want people to buy it and pollute the world with the DVDs after people <laughs> realized they well, the, bo- the boxes were made out of recyclable material. Oh, Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. I'll wait for the Don Cheadle live action version. That's what I'll be waiting for. <laughs> They're all trees. Joe. They're all trees. Your next oh. pick, Joe. Coming in at number four. He is faster than a speeding bullet. What? <laughs> I'm surprised this made your list. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> He's the son of Krypton. He's Superman. Interesting. It made it because I, you know, it's your I boy. I don't love the character, but the show is really pretty well done and it kind of it covers all like the the you know the meat and potatoes of superman it goes through his origin it goes through his big heavies you know you have metallo brainiac luthor dark side you get crossover episodes with batman on numerous occasions mixy plixton mr mixy plix <laughs> and yeah sh- you know i, I- I rewatched some of it recently because they added it to HBO Max, and with with the it's it's re- literally the opposite of Batman, where everything takes place in Batman at night, and and, it and takes place Superman the all the all the battles take place during the day, except the episodes with Batman, they all take place at night. Well, he's the Dark Knight. He is. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, like I said, I'm not as someone who's not a big Superman fan, it. You know, it caught my attention enough that, you know, I used to watch it, you know, when I was younger and into adulthood, I kind of revisit some of the episodes, you know, and, you know, they kind of still hold up. That's a testament to the guys that, you know, put together those DC animated shows. Yep. Which Paul Dini was involved in that as well. Uh, It's. uh, Yeah. I I threw my ring. I I wouldn't. (laughs) You never write that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it on my top list, but I I, I get where you're coming from on it. Benny, was it on your? No, oh, because I didn't get introduced really into it until recently, as you and I discussed. I missed out on okay. it as a kid. Um, well, the list is not, you know, doesn't have to be shows that you watch during the 90s. Could be shows just overall. Well, I'm still exploring it, so it's okay. It's definitely, yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna just gonna throw that out there. It have to really. So my, I, I would say if Justice League fit in the timeline, then yeah, because I got into Justice League late and I loved it. So, but yeah, my next pick is one that is, I would say, almost certainly on Benny's list, and I will just stop recording the show if it's not. It is a show that is still on to this day. Benny, do you have anything on your list that's still on to this day? Yeah, it's not my number one. Thanks. It is your number one? Yep. So I'll, I will just not do it then. I will not <laughs> cover it because... <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just get it over with. 
It is Trey Trey Parker and Matt Stone, 1997, started up South Park. One of my favorite shows of all time. It is it is tailed off now, but it is number five on my list. And it still holds up. I still will rewatch episodes. It, uh, I think some of the earlier episodes don't hold up as well, but they did go back and uh, HDify them and redo some of the animation. So they, they fall better in line with the stuff that's come out now. And for its time, it was super controversial when it came out, but everybody watched when it first came out. Everybody was drawing South Park characters and making other people into South Park characters, wrestlers, and everybody became South Parkified. And it ripped on everything from celebrities to pop culture, video games, politics, everything. They touched everything and were basically untouchable. They were uncancelable. They were like, and they're still on to this day, which is really a testament to them. But you're number one then. I'm assuming not on Joe's list. No, sir. <laughs> so Benny, <laughs> South Park. I mean, it, it changed the game. It changed the game for for cartoons like that. It was so quick to be on top of current events for a long time. I feel like now it's a little different, you know, like there's so much they can discuss and obviously the shows are fewer in between, but before there was points like when Barack Obama won, they had the show done the day after his speech, like done and it aired the next day, like just crazy, you know, and I'm a huge fan of their work in general. One of their movies is one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, it's just, I remember day one going into high school, my t-shirt was an Eric Cartman t-shirt. People were like, oh my God, like, where'd you get that? And I just, I was in love with it. It it was just, it changed the way I watched cartoons, like the type of humor I looked for. And, um, you know, you love the characters. Again, another show where we got a movie. Movie's amazing. these guys are beyond talented, you know, with the type of content that they come up with, the fact that they write stuff that becomes musicals and, you know, they're able to sing into all this stuff. And I'm not a guy into that stuff, you know, but you, you sell me when it's, when it's silly and goofy and it just fits. Like for me, one of my favorite episodes is when they get the weapons in uh, season eight and then and they draw them in anime and they have the whole song protect my balls like it's just it's so over the top but it just i felt like at home you know because i felt like it was my kind of humor that i would have with my friends and i never thought that that was okay like i could only do that like now i could celebrate it in a sense because it's like these people created it and they say it's okay to have these dick and fart jokes and you know what i mean be very crude And you're doing it with kids, so it's relatable. Yeah, I was in high school, but it's like you still relate to it in, to a degree. And the biggest thing I loved about the show was the fact that there was no necessary need for continuity, which we discussed in a previous show. Um, they go more into continuity now. Not a fan of it. I like that every because we had so many episodes and it was fresh. Nothing had to connect. You'd have your little you know, jokes here and there, things would get connected. Kenny died every episode, 
you know, like right. which they've moved away from now. I mean, it gets right. tired after a certain amount of time, but agreed. But you had a formula that worked for so long, you know, without it being, you know, old. And again, it was simple animation style too. It was all paper cutouts. It's evolved, obviously, much more now. But to see how simple it was and know what they went through when they started that show and, you know, the movies that they did, the low budget stuff prior, you know, it speaks, it speaks to the level of what, where they, you know, are as creators. So it's going to always be up there for me. And, you know, it being like in pretty much the middle of the decade, it's like perfect. It's like prime. You know what I mean? Because you get that stuff in the, in the beginning, you have the stuff that transitioned from eighties to nineties or nineties to two thousands, this was right in the middle. And like you said, it's still going to this day. Kick ass. <laughs> I got you. That's it. Joe, never a fan, right? Never a fan of South Park. I watched maybe like the first few seasons when obviously when it was fresh. And I don't know. I just kind of like never kept up with it. I did watch that pandemic special like not too long ago. And it's so... It's so over the top with the, the f- excuse me, because I don't really keep up with the characters, but uh, what is it? Uh, the, what the f- Kyle's father? Is that it? What's it the or, Rand- or Randy's dad. Oh, that's it. Randy's dad. I'm sorry. And Stan's dad, Randy. What am I? Stan's, Stan's dad is Randy. Okay. Is Randy. There, there we go. And he's out in like China with Mickey Mouse, and they're, yes, they're I knew you. I knew you'd love that. Yeah, they're, they're banging all these animals that they think cause the coronavirus. Oh, oh, Randy, come over here! Oh, Randy! Oh, and he's and then it's like, and it's like, well, what's the cure? And this guy starts like fucking like jizzing in his uh in his marijuana stash, and he's like selling it as like a as like a fucking cure. And oh, it's special. Like, and the wife's like, what's the matter? And he like can't walk. And it's just so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it is funny, but I, 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 I don't, I don't know. It's, I feel like that's <laughs> yeah, like I, something, something like some, t- that type of humor is funny. But like, I feel like if I would watch it constantly, it would just like, I would just get like a, like numb to it and just like lose interest in it. See, I, I watched it. I remember watching it in junior high school and then watching, I don't remember how many seasons in, but then I eventually stopped watching it. And then I, I ended up going back to it around the time we were, were like probably towards the tail end of our retail. And then, then I, then I, then I've continued on because I don't know. It's just, I felt like it, it even matured a little bit from its content back then that it was a little deeper and a little more, it, it like grew its audience with the audience getting older. I feel like. Agree. Yeah, the content is relevant relative to the time as well. Yeah, like each episode feels for its era. You know, like you said, things some things don't age well, but when you watch it in context, it's like it makes sense. You know why that yeah. is. You know what I mean? Like when the whole bar, there was a whole Barbara Streisand thing. Nobody talks about Barbara Streisand anymore, but you knew that there was you know there was those points in in the time at the time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's a good pick. Uh, that was my number five, Benny's number uno. Uh, let me just do another one because I I highly doubt either of you have this on your list. But uh, my number four, I could not heart wholeheartedly not include this in my top five, and this one is probably the one that holds up the least of anything on my list. 
and this is a Transformers series. This is Beast Wars, which uh, gross. I think started in 1996, and it uh, the this was their first dab in CGI animation. It doesn't really look great now. It's still watchable in my opinion, and it still holds up to an extent because maybe it's just a nostalgia in me. But I like Beast Wars. I like how it ties to the original series, which is still the best and no other no other Transformers show will will beat it. They're all playing for second. But Beast Wars is that second place. It was the second one to come out. And I think it still is the second place, uh, probably closely tied to the Netflix uh, series. So a trip. Maximize. <laughs> so the the Transformers uh, being Maximals and Predacons and them being on Earth prior to the G1 stuff going on and dabbling in CGI really and not hand-drawn or anything. It was innovative for its time and probably, you know, was the start of potential animation and stuff we have nowadays that looks a million times better. But uh, that's that. That's my number four. I figure both of you guys don't have that on either of your lists. It was it was it was borderline as an honorable mention because I remember a lot of it, but I don't remember all the episodes. But <clears throat> it's memorable for a lot of reasons, like you said, the CG, some of the characters, Rat Trap, and the fact that we're going to be getting those characters again in a in a new show tied to Netflix. So, you know, they, they stood the test of time to a degree. You know, I don't know how they're going to connect those dots, but it's still cool to see. And then uh, this is the year where they're re-releasing some of the figures too. So, you know, they did something right. You know, people did like it. So, yeah. Joe? Stop <laughs> it. Face. Stop it. My back is killing me. Well, obviously you have nothing to say about it, so move on to your next. How many? How I remember, many do you I remember seeing commercials for it. It did not look like I had any interest in it, and uh, and you it. don't. And I forgot all about it until you just mentioned it. Oh, what happened? Is this guy dying he again? He, he's he's not he's not happy with my commentary. <laughs> Unless he's gonna pull out a fucking Beast War Transformer right now. Probably. What's what? What is your next? What oh, is your next uh, pick? There is Dizzy Dino. Dizzy Dino. <laughs> Terry the Pterodactyl. Oh, Terry the Pterodactyl. Uh, I said Superman last. So number three, this might be in Paul's top three. Maybe <laughs> number one. Maybe not. Oh. Probably number two for him. If I had to put oh, a number to it. We're guessing, yeah. Benny's a wild put, card. Score sheets. Oh. Who, we, who even knows if this is on Benny's list or not? I only got two left, so you, <laughs> you real thin wow. chance. So you exclude. So you excluded one of my three, and I, that's going to be tough to believe. But God, this is the amazing, spectacular Spider-Man. That is my number two. I knew it. You got it right on the news. Broke my news. <laughs> Out of the superhero animation, it's the storylines and stuff. And I 
you know, I like Spider-Man as a character. It's definitely one of the better, definitely one of the better Marvel cartoons that came out throughout the 90s. We were, we were picking up uh, pixie sticks with our butt cheeks on that one. Um, what that means? <laughs> you know, they had I'm trying to, to imagine it. <laughs> you know, they seriously like what? <laughs> help help me understand this. You cannot continue to talk. <laughs> I have to, we'll we'll do a Patreon and I'll show you. I'll do, we'll do a video. Benny, uh, tricks video. tricks are what whores do for money. All right. <laughs> it's uh where's my credit card <laughs> it's uh you know they didn't they didn't just do like you know random standalone things they kind of like weaved um like a storyline across you kind of had to pay somewhat attention and they used to do a lot of like the flashbacks of like older episodes that kind of keep you in line as it went on they went into multiverse, which all the people get off on nowadays. I don't know why. I don't know what they're expecting. Um, you know, I think it was like a really good show. And, you know, Spider-Man's like the, well, arguably now, but he was like the, he's the flagship character of Marvel. And it was nice to have a long running uh, show with him in it because everything 90s is like mostly shoving mutants down our throat. For the uh, for the most part, on everything from merchandising to cartoons, but I enjoyed it, and I yeah. look forward to the voice actor being in the uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home movie this December. <laughs> Heard it here first. Never. Along along with the, the media masterminds, we're going to be in the movie. Also, I don't know if you heard with a multiverse master. We were on set last episode. <laughs> uh, Benny, is this on your list? It is not. I did not watch it. There's the, there's the one that didn't make the list. So I, I'm assuming the re- remainder of the list is the same for both of us. For all of us. All three of us. Uh, I'm shocked that it just didn't make your list, even as an honorable mention. This show watch, is... I watched a ton of it. That's, that's uh, that excuse only gets you so far. It's on Disney+. Plus. This sometimes. show is one of the one of the best sometimes. <laughs> one of the best superhero shows, I, I in my opinion, like Joe said. And... Uh, as a kid, it made me want to pick up more Spider-Man comic books and how closely tied it was to some of the origins of the comics and some of the storylines adapted to the show. Uh, I, I I really like the show. The voice acting is really good in the show. What, what sticks with me is like, even still, I think I feel like to this day, if I read a Spider-Man comic, I kind of envision the voice actor and I listen, I hear his voice. Like that's just the way I am when I read comics. Like when I read a, a Batman book, it's still Kevin Conroy and it's Mark Hamill voices in my head, you know, where I can, I can visualize and, and imagine them saying the lines and for Spider-Man, it's this voice actor. So when he did, uh, I believe he did the, with a, one of the video games where they kind of crossed over. I don't remember the title right now. So shattered dimension, I think it was. And he did the Spider-Man voice in that, and that came out much later after this. It was it was awesome for me. Even the the uh, Kingpin voice in the show was great. It's still a voice that I t- kind of t- tie to that character, even though D'Onofrio has been the Kingpin. Uh, Doctor Octopus, like there's a lot of I don't know, maybe it's just 
the 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 kid in me when I was watching as a kid, I still hold on to it. And I, I'll still rewatch this show similarly to some of the other shows that are remaining in the list. But this beat out my number three just because I, I'll sooner rewatch this. And I think this holds up a little bit better for a show that was produced during the same time frame than my number three show. But they're on they're almost on equal footing. Benny. Interesting. I I I appreciate the show. I liked what I did see but I can't say that I watched it like through seasons. Like I liked it. Take it also back. has an awesome theme song. It's my man. <laughs> I, can, I couldn't stand that song. <laughs> the worst was when it was in the game, one of the games. So you had like, the, Oh, the, so good. The, the low bit rate of, of <laughs> it's already, it's already bad. <laughs> I, I believe I believe one of your boys uh made the song for Spider-Man. Probably. Hold Who's on. my boy? Hold on. I'm or it's Benny's right boy. It's, I mean, some, it's some it's some famous uh musician. For me, one of my favorite parts of that show, other than Venom, which is obvious, was Cyborg Spider-Man. I love Cyborg jo- Spider-Man. Joe Pe- Joe Perry from Aerosmith helped help uh right. There you go. He's not definitely not one of my boys, though. <laughs> you guys are big. He must have the Beatles, then, right? You guys are big Aerosmith fans, I thought. No, oh, you go. Yeah, you guys just, go on the rock and roll coast. We only had Love in an Elevator once or twice, so. Oh, I'm sorry. And you were there. <laughs> I would have crashed the elevator. <laughs> I have the picture. Dream on, all right. So Benny, what's number what's number two then for you? I guess, or what's what's remaining? Because South Park was number one. So what's number three? I guess for you, or or somewhere in there, because we're all f- fucking all over the place. X Men. That is my number three as well. That is my number two. Spider Man was your number three. Yeah. Okay, so we're all down to number one, and we've all picked X Men. But Benny, go, go on about X Men first. Yeah. No, X Men was. I was always a big Marvel junkie being with my dad in the store and all the toy biz toys. And, you know, when that came out, a lot of those toys were coming out and it was just a great way to sit and watch and play with the toys and interact with the story. And, you know, getting to see one of my favorite characters um, for the second time in animated form, because I'm a sucker for pride of X-Men, which still needs to be re-released in some format. I hate that it has not been to this day. You shut your whole Whore mouth shaking his head down there. Mind your damn business. Nobody's talking to you. British, uh, no, Australian Wolverine. Good day, mate. <laughs> I, I, good. Another great theme song. Iconic. That one is awesome. That's what I'll just put the show on just for, just for the song. We got to get more fat here while we're at it. This one that's Joe's boy. You, morph. <laughs> Come wow. on, bub. Yeah, it was great. I mean, let's go, bub. Probably some of the best outfits, you know, that were selected, you know, for some of those characters. You know, and then you know, we had the '90s X-Men comic. You know, the the, the one that was just X-Men. Like, I feel like that was. Uh, I don't know which came first. That's the only thing I don't know, but. Those com- those costumes were very reminiscent of each other, and I like that a lot. But well, uh, I think the 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 costumes were designed by Jim Lee, 
and I, the comic I thought they Lee. were. The comic is Jim Lee too. Well, as I'm saying, the comic is yeah. Jim Lee. That's, right. He's a comic book artist, Benny. I no, I thought you. That. I thought you meant. I thought you said the cartoon. Sorry. It's no, Lee. but I. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he came up with the. Uh, the design for the comic and then they were adapted to the cartoon but that would be that is an interesting bit of trivia because that that other show that you said that was like the pilot that i don't think they looked at did the characters look the same no because the pilot is the ba- the basis that was used for the game the arcade game right. and i think they use like the like the late 80s uh yeah the dazzler and, yeah right and yeah the the dark blue Cyclops. Yeah, that that X Men cartoon that was like red hot for Marvel. It was like yeah. pure synergy. That like the comic and the the cartoon they had like kind of like almost were like complementing each other with like the looks and the writing's really good on the on the X Men cartoon itself. And this yeah. is someone. Some of the this is where I I balance between Spider Man and this because I think the dialogue in X Men. It gets better as the, sh- the seasons go on, but it's very corny. It's yeah. like very cheesy. And Spider Man, I think, is is a little bit better. That's why Spider Man went to two for me, and X Men went to three. I think Spider Man's more more of like comedic, and X Men is more straight. With yeah, their, with their dialogue, the humor, the humor is like like he said, corny and dry, like almost forced in some stints. Yeah. Spider-Man, I thought but it gets it was more. It natural. gets better as the show goes on, I think, as as the universe is expanded right. and more characters and villains are brought in. And you know that the the TV show is doing bank when you have the Toy Biz line, and the Toy Biz line just morphs into morph. It just pretty much turns into like an X Men cartoon line, like de facto, yeah. like the first like. I feel like two series of figures and then it like takes off into like it's just the X-Men animated series toys. Right. Yeah. That's it. It basically becomes like the Ninja Turtles and Transformers and G.I. Joe where we're gonna they throw a character in, we're gonna throw a character in the cartoon and then the toy's gonna get made for him. Yeah. Can't, yeah, I remember going going shopping for those. Interesting little tidbit here, Benny, is the uh composer of the theme song, Ron Wesserman also created the power rangers theme song one of your one of your favorites that is not a cartoon so i didn't know i know who he is i didn't know he did x-men yeah that's interesting perfect anything else you want to add on a joe on x-men uh no you guys hit the hit on it i mean i think it's i think it edges out spider-man because i think the like the plots of the show are a little bit more heavier. So I kind of feel like the, uh, I mean, they are to a point and then they kind of get like a little out there. And then you have a Christmas episode where the, uh, one of the warlocks is dying and Wolverine wants him to die and has no Christmas spirit. It's a little, it's a little goofy of a premise. Yuriko. Yuriko. And the fucking guy who does the voice for Apocalypse, man, that guy is gold. It's a shame that he's dead. They should have had him do the voice over uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac. miniature Apocalypse in uh, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, this, 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 you have to get about Mojo. What I like, <laughs> Mojo's good like too. Out. What I, what I like about this is is what we talked about a little bit with Spider Man is as Spider Man goes on, basically from like the second season on. 
all the episodes are a continuation of each other. So the whole season is like a one big storyline. And then X-Men started doing similar things where they would do like uh, Days of Future Past and, and different things with multi-episode arcs. And then they brought in other heroes. They end up bringing like Captain America in towards the end of the run, I remember. And I think you're confusing that with Spider-Man. No, I think they bring Captain America in, pretty sure. Into X-Men? The end of the... Yeah. I, I uh, thought so. I don't remember that. I got to research that because I thought that was in Spider-Man when he meets up with like Red Skull at some point. Mm. Unless he was in both. I don't remember. I mean, they will, yes, connect, he, they will probably connect. He is in. Here we go. Uh, episodes called Old Soldiers. Uh, it tells the tale of Logan while acting as a special operative for Canada, teaming up with Captain America and the Howling Commandos during World War II to rescue someone who had been captured by the Red Skull. Interesting. Yahtzee. Bingo. That's a bingo. <laughs> bingo. And uh, that episode uh, has Chris Claremont and Jim Lee, uh, you know, doing their parts as a writer and artist, respectively. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I really dig it. And obviously, we're all up to number one. And I think. Benny, I guess you can start since you haven't done one in a while. Or you did? Did you do X Men? You said X Men. Yeah, so, so Joe, as a guest, you can name our equally shared number one pick. Oh, why well, you picked Beetlejuice? Also, <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Yeah. Okay. No, never. Not in a million years. Uh, it's showtime. Something about Ghostbusters. No, nope, that, that was in four December nineteen eighty nine. I know, I know. <laughs> you fucking ass. It's a different Michael Keaton property. Uh, obviously, this is uh, the Batman animated series. No need to foreshadow. Another great theme, composed by the amazing Danny Elfman, who did the actual Batman theme in the movie. Right. Uh, the artwork. The adaptations of the stories that they do, uh, the voice acting, it's just, it's crazy. It's like, you could put it on now and it's like, it holds up and it's like, you would think it was not produced like 30 years ago now, just yeah. about. Which is crazy. It started and... in 92. So we're, <laughs> we're one year away from 30, 30 years on it. I can remember like, rushing home from like a religious school and making it home right in time for Batman to start. And it was just like a mad dash to get up the stairs and put on the TV and watch it. So I think it was on like four 30. It was like the last cartoon on before they yeah. went into like adult uh, news and other bullshit that I had no, <laughs> no, concern I, had no interest for. In. <laughs> I think when they, when they changed the art animation, that season kind of falters a little bit, even like with the storytelling, but like the original run of it, it's, it's an amazing show. And if you have anything to do with like any inkling of liking superheroes, I feel like this is like the definitive animated show for any type of superhero. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Obviously it's, it's my number one also. And just to reinforcing Joe's, 
you know, it's it it holds up so well. I can rewatch it whenever. I think what's great about it, uh, I mean, it would have been fine if they had included it, but there's there's really no pop culture references or anything to date itself. That's why it holds up. I I feel like so well. There's nothing in it that really would make it dated. There's no it it lives in its fantasy world. It doesn't have any real world people in it actors actresses anything real world issues it lives in its it's it is a comic book adaptation and it sticks in that universe it doesn't try to mix the worlds at all and it's got like it's like you said its own world it's like they watch the tvs and all the tvs are in black and white and they look like tvs from like the like the beginning of television and then meanwhile he's got this massive supercomputer and then you've got like all this crazy technology in this world and there's like things that like it's uh it's all it's like a clash like you don't like it it makes it timeless because you don't know you know when it's from when it's from like when it's taking place the the police have zeppelins as as a vehicle like mode of a mode of transportation like and then the vehicles look like they're out of the 30s and 40s but you know (laughs) and like for me personally i always like that art deco look yeah. and that's that's their entire gotham looks like some art deco like wet dream of a city planning architecture where there's like bridges everywhere like and they're not even like like ground level they have them like all over the place and then they have the, the police zeppelins and it's just like it's just like an amazing world that they end up like putting together and then with like the storylines and they don't even have like huge arcs on them they're mostly self-contained there are occasions where they spill into like a two episode story they might i don't even know if they went past two episodes to be honest i don't think so i think two is the most they did and they're they're the casting of like the voices like paul says like he like still hears kevin conroy as batman when he reads a comic and like the like supporting cast it's all like i don't want to say big names but they've got some like interesting people that throw their voice talents behind some of these characters that you like you you kind of don't realize it that you know they're not just like random voice actors either these are people that have polished like you know resumes in in hollywood and have done other stuff and it's just like you know amazing talent and work that's been thrown into that show i i think that the voice acting is a reason that even to this day they still use some of these talent for these voices and many of the people that don't do the voices now you can tell whoever they cast for the role is almost doing somewhat of an imitation or a style of voice similar like before this show. And I'm going to let Benny, Benny hasn't even spoke on it yet, but uh, before this show, Mr. Freeze was like a joke character and he was really never, never taken seriously in the comic books. Definitely not taken seriously in the sixties TV show, which was a campy goofy show in the first place. But that like that, uh, was it heart of ice episode. I mean, like it really made it really made the character. And now I feel like the Mr. Freeze portrayal we get in everything is loosely based on this show. The Riddler 
performance we see in this show is what we see in a lot of things going forward. Is that's the Riddler that we get. It just feels like, and like I said before, the Joker being Mark Hamill and the way he, everyone gives their own rendition of the Joker in live action stuff. But I don't know. I think Mark Hamill's performance and the way he plays the character is still what a lot of people lean towards why they decided to go with that route in the video games when they didn't need to. But Benny, what what are your thoughts on? I'm sure this is your number one, right? We didn't even verify that this was your. No, this is my number two because South Park is number one. Oh, right, 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 right. I love it for a lot of reasons. Same as you, you know, coming off the heels of Batman 89 and, you know, getting some form of that world, you know, in an animated sense, it being otherworldly, like you guys said, it's, it's not something that had been done before. The movie did a great job of giving us that kind of dark, gritty Gotham city. And it just took it to the next level because being animated, we can just do it on a grander scale. And um, I like the mixed timelines too, you know, speaking to it now, I can think of, more like a Bioshock inspired look and feel where you're kind of blending the technology with like the, you know, the forties, fifties kind of feel. Um, I really, really liked my, my, one of my favorite characters in DC is one you hate, (laughs) but Robin, it's probably one of the better portrayals of, of Dick Grayson, Robin um, out there. You know, I don't think that the character is, Given enough I, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. It's, it's probably one of the better. They do one of the better jobs of Robin. They don't. They don't make him totally unlikable. Right. You know, he gets he gets the origin he deserves, and he grows and builds throughout the seasons. And you know, he becomes Nightwing, and we get to see that evolution. Obviously, the the show kind of goes in different directions later, like we said with different animations stuff like that. We get the other Robin, um, but for me. I liked the fact that it got me attached to the villains a lot. Villains that I didn't really know. Like I, I've always seen those characters in passing in my dad's store, like through the comics, but I never really read the DC comics. It just wasn't something I did. So it got me interested into wanting to know more about, you know, Riddler, uh, Two-Face. And for me, I, I like Bane a lot. So seeing Bane portrayed on the show too, um, you know, it it's there's nothing like it. There's not a show out there like it. It has its own context. Like, you know, it just it it can be a show. It doesn't have to be an animated show. And I hate the fact that it's Batman the animated series. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't need to doesn't need to be identified by that. You know, anybody can watch it and anybody that is into, you know, this dark noir kind of storytelling can fit right into it and like you said it stands really well with the test of time i've been able to put it on and it's great to to reminisce you know in those old episodes and it's the episodes are not we watch them as kids but they're not overly kiddy the storylines are not overly simplified and you know like they're they're definitely something that you can watch i know i've put on some for for julie and i'm like you you, like just to even watch her witness it for the first time and see like if an episode has a twist or or anything like that it's just and it still holds up for an adult to watch it that's never seen it before and is a fan of batman agreed 
totally joe yeah final thoughts no i think we uh i think we really put that one to bed on that on that batman (laughs) i think we like batman (laughs) i think we all like superheroes too it was a pretty (laughs) pretty uh pretty much on this list here but uh that that's really it that was a fun a fun uh one to to do and we figured we wanted to get you involved on this one joe you probably have good input which you did this was benny came up with this idea kind of last minute while we were trying to figure out which uh simply the best or best and worst we were going to do and uh, i think it worked it worked out really well have three three guys talking about you know an era that they grew up in and and shows that kind of molded you as a kid going into a teenager and then teenager eventually into an adult and some of these shows that we still go back and watch yeah and no i mean at least not for me but i mean i heard of every single show that has been mentioned today so that was that was uh interesting there was no uh there was no obscure uh obscure picks which i thought for sure benny was gonna have one (laughs) Well, his dark water one, I don't recall. I mean, maybe if I watch a commercial or something, I'll, I'll remember it. But I don't. That one, that was the only one that stood out to me that I didn't. You should make I that the know. exit, the exit music, the power okay. of dark water. Uh, I can, I can do that. Is there, is there a catchphrase for it that I can throw on there too? No, I have a better one. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. You let me know when we're done, and I'll, I'll do it. And then you, you're gonna do, sing it? No. You'll know. And then we can have your uh, Zoom tell us recording over. But the, the people won't hear that. They won't. <laughs> that doesn't get in the recording. I'm telling you, fuckface. And with that, the power is yours. Whose catchphrase is that? Is that where we're ending? The I show? fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> now you end the show, you pieces of shit. Well, thank you. Thank you, Joe, again for joining. And no problem. Uh, it was a pleasure. We would definitely you. have you in a- <laughs> I'm glad it was a pleasure servicing me. And don't don't forget to blow everyone away. Uh and uh hope we'll have you on a future show. Loki is is starting up soon. Maybe we'll have you on for some Loki discussion, and maybe we will do this finally uh MCU best and worst uh, at some point in the near future. You know, we've been alluding to it for some time, but uh, uh, the power is with you, Benny. I fucking hate you. (laughs) The alien world of Myrrh is being devoured by dark water. Only Ren, a young prince, can stop it by finding the lost 13 treasures of war. At his side is an unlikely but loyal crew of misfits. At his back, the evil pirate lord Blood, who will stop at nothing to get the treasures for himself. Adventure with 
the Pirates of Dark Water. It stinks.